0: All right, I got it. You ready? Hey, Kirby's Welcome to HMC Studios Presents House of the Dragons Season 1. I am joined by Erica from the Horror Cafe. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Do you feel like we just did all this? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was here a week ago. That's true. You were just here. It wasn't that long ago. Like we're best friends. I agree. I told Mark today that we were recording. and He was like, uh, again? Ha. <laughs> He's jealous.
1: Aw, let's invite him.
0: Yeah, Maybe we'll see. I'm here <laughs> with my Game of Thrones shirt. I got my fire and blood cup.
1: Man, you, you put me to shame. I used to have a dire wolf shirt, but it got like I over wore it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So it got worn out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that
1: happens. All right. So I'm rocking some flannel in Florida, but that's, you know, it's hot, but try to make it fall weather for (laughs) it's the season. (laughs) It is the season. It is the season. All right. So I think we talk on
0: our cocktails episode. Didn't we talk about Game of Thrones for a while? We did. That's what
1: sparked this, I think.
0: (laughs) I think so. So have you read the books? I
1: have not read the books. Okay. So I have read all
0: of the books and I just okay. finished uh, Fire and Blood, which is the book that this story is taken out of. Okay. So I'm pretty well ahead of the show, which I like to be. I don't like surprises.
1: Oh, I love surprises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite.
0: <laughs> no, not me give me I want to know all so that way while I'm watching it I can analyze it and be like oh that didn't happen in the book or that that's not how that happened in the book right. think that'd be crazy
1: that stuff does drive me crazy too that's why I'm kind of glad I didn't read it that way I'm not like doing that because I do that like with Harry Potter I did that mm. um I can't think of something else right now but that's like the biggest one that you spend it going that dress wasn't that color
0: yes <laughs> kind of thing oh. That's okay. It's it's for the best. But I do not like to be surprised. So like everything that happened this season, I was like waiting on it. So yeah. there's certain things in the show that are definitely different than the book. A lot of character arcs are different. Um I shouldn't say character arcs, more like character personalities which I'm sure we'll talk about. But Okay. You did so did you watch Game of Thrones week to week or did you like binge it once it had already been out?
1: So I caught on to Game of Thrones. I think season four so i binged all the way there and then i was doing the week to week like this right now
0: which do you prefer
1: for this show i like week to week Mm -hmm. it is bingeable though a (laughs) hundred percent i agree i
0: also i think i don't know if it was you that i was talking about this with or somebody else but I had always been into binging stuff. Like, I was like, oh, I love that I can just watch it all the way through and I don't have to wait week to week. But, mm-hmm. like, with this, and there was something else that we were watching week to week, I think I'm enjoying the week to week more than uh, just being able to have it all at once, consume it, and be done with it. I think I like having to wait a week, talking about it, listening to other podcasts that talk about it. I think it makes it like an event.
1: It does. We did talk about it, that especially for this show. And what makes me sad is that when Game of Thrones was on uh, the my workplace was really into it. So it made Monday conversation fun because we would just talk about it and theorize what's going to happen and how we felt about everything. But this time at the job I'm at, nobody's watching it. So that's why making recording. This is exciting because I'm like, why is no one watching this? What? Uh Where did everyone go? Right. Um, But I think it is fun. I watch like YouTube videos on it, too. Same thing, just to see what I missed, because I do tend to miss a lot. This is a show, at least for me, that I want to rewatch it because there's a lot going on. The names can be kind of confusing at first. Um, so I'd like, when I rewatched Game of Thrones, it made much, much more sense the second time mm-hmm. because you're like, Oh, I remember you. Yeah. Oh, that's how you got there. Oh, I missed that. And that's something fun about this show is when you talk about it with other people and you, they catch things you didn't.
0: Right. And the the thing with the show is that it does, I think it, it makes it a little more clean because in the book, they throw out so many names and throw many or so many other houses that have no relevance to the current storyline. And it's just like, I think George RR Martin tries to see how many different names he can put in a book that have no bearing on the story. Whereas I think that the show likely because of running times and budgets probably can't add all these extra houses and and whatnot in it. So they stick to just the basics, which I also don't think is a bad thing um, for the show. But, Again, there are like a lot more, even with Game of Thrones, there were additional families that never get mentioned on the show. There's different storylines you follow. And this book is different than Game of Thrones because this book is not So Game of Thrones was the story told from like Jamie, uh, Jon Snow's perspective, Arya's perspective, Sansa's perspective. And the first book you got Ned's perspective. Uh, This book is the retelling of the history of the Targaryens, through three different people's writings of, of that time period. So you have um, a maesters. I think it's maester. Munkin is his name. Um, You have a Septon, I forget his name. And then you have a fool or he's, he's Rhaenyra's um, fool. He's a dwarf and his name is mushroom. So they have all three of these perspectives through this book. And they tell you about the dance of dragons, which is the story from the book that we're the show is about. Right, and you get like an occurrence that happened, like uh, when Eamon's eye gets cut out. You get this, they basically go through what happened, and then, well, this person said it happened this way, this person said it happened this way, and this oh, other person okay. Said it Okay, this way. So you really don't know which one's true, right? Because it's three different storylines uh, based on three different perspectives on three different allegiances with different houses. And the show is not doing that. The show is... It seems like they're picking and choosing from each of the different people um, because they're taking some turns, which we'll get to about the characters. But okay. it seems like the show is trying to make the heroes and the villains. And while the heroes are flawed, I still feel like they're trying to make Rhaenyra, which is Team Black. Uh, it's, They talked about it in the show, you know, Blacks versus Greens. Um, yeah. Targaryens versus High Towers. I think they're trying to make Rhaenyra's camp the heroines and Allison's camp the villains. And in the book, they're like all equally shitty people. Okay. So that's one, one aspect I actually like that the show's taking. Because in the book, you're really not rooting for anybody because they're all just so terrible to each other.
1: And that's because that's the way since I haven't read it, I do see it that way. I see as Rhaenyra as the heroine and Alicent is the villain or the high towers are the villains and the Targaryens are the hero. Like that's how I immediately see it.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: giving those different perspectives. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that's what I was curious if that's how you viewed it is. Cause that's mm-hmm. also even having read the book, I view it as that as team black is good. Team green is bad.
1: Even though Alicent has, I mean, she is right. I'm sure we'll get into it too. That for example, She's not wrong about calling her uh, Rainera's kids illegitimate, but you're rooting for Rainera anyway. Because <laughs> I just don't like Allison. Okay, just saying. Right. But it's the way it's being played out that even though you know as the audience that she- Allison is right, they're, ma- they're filming it, they're molding it for you to n- perhaps not care what, if it's true, you're just rooting for, as you're saying, Team Black.
0: Right, right. So exactly. that's how
1: I feel. I'm sure a lot of people probably feel the same way. <laughs> I
0: think the majority of the people that are not they have not read the book and are just watching the show. They and I think that you ha- with a show you have to have that. You have to have somebody to root for. I think
1: yeah.
0: um yeah. that's what I think they've done is they've set Rhaenyra's camp up to be the, you know, the the heroes of the show. Even though I mean Damon, Damon, and I'm I'll come around and say Damon's my favorite character. I think Damon is is he's a flawed person, which I think you see throughout this. Yeah. the things that he does but I just I like him I, I don't know if it's Matt Smith's portrayal of Damon or what but he is just like every time he's on plus they do a good job of giving him all the cool lines and all the cool yeah. stuff to do um, but I just like Damon Targaryen
1: oh I well I'm with you there I'll say it too he's he was my favorite I mean right from episode one everyone else it took me a while to feel out how I felt about the character but he immediately, and I I do think it's because it's Matt Smith, right? The actor. I do think he adds something to it. He really adds this charisma that you love to hate him, but more love because you're right. He is very flawed. And like I mentioned in Cocktails, I like angry, flawed characters because there's more to them than just meets the eye. Like I want to know I definitely want to know more about him. And I'm curious, is he like this in the book? Like, are they portraying him to what you think he is in the book? Or is it different in the show? It's
0: different in the book in the fact that... So, like, when Damon goes to uh, visit with his wife, because, again, he is married. Yeah. And he clearly likes his niece, Rhaenyra. We see that whole thing with... the. Um, when they go down to the, uh, what do they call them, bathhouses or whatever that they yeah. get to. and um, But he wants to marry Rhaenyra. He asked Viserys multiple times to marry Rhaenyra, you know, her to me. And I think yeah. he does things to try to be with Rhaenyra. Like, I think he tries mm-hmm. to soil her reputation so that nobody else wants her so he can have her. Um, yep. But in the, again, in the book, you don't know what is true because there's all these, they say that they did go down to, the bathhouse together as people say they didn't go to the bathhouse together nobody has any proof that he killed his uh wife which we see on the show right and i like what the show did because she she falls off the horse and is gonna die anyway and he kind of puts her out of her misery which um, is kind yes but was <laughs> he guess. was he there to kill her Probably, probably <laughs> probably. He probably there to kill her probably um, so yeah, but nobody, and he has an alibi for that in the book. He's not even there. He's at war with Corliss. Um, so he's not even at the, uh, I forget, Rune, Rune Stones, I think is the name of that place. I think so, yeah. He, he's not even there, but the show clearly shows him. There. The yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's it's just, diff- it's just different because the way, they don't really portray the characters in one specific light because there's just different renditions of each story.
1: And so that you're saying the book is like three different accounts, right? So you're getting three sides. So they are kind of doing that when that whole bathhouse thing happened. It was um, Rainera's word against the person who snitched and the, I, I forgot what her, the white worm. Is yes, that her name?
0: Worm, yes. You no, know, it's,
1: it's her word versus them. So it's kind of like that. You don't know, right? I mean, you know, cause you saw it as the audience member, but to the audience of the show like the city people whatever the townspeople they don't know who to believe because it's my word versus theirs so it's kind of doing that as well kind of the same thing with the illegitimate kids yes it's your i mean it's pretty obvious visually but (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) yes whatever (laughs) i mean the difference being that you as the book reader you don't know which side is correct but us as the viewers we know that ranira went with him down there that she wanted to go through with it. He backed off. Um, and then you see that she basically lies to Alice, and, and which is right. what kind of creates the rift um, between mm-hmm. those two. So right. um, one thing I wanted to talk about is, I'm, I'm assuming that everybody that is watching or listening to this has seen uh, Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon Dragons. I don't know why you'd watch this if you haven't already seen it um, or even at least know what it's about or know who the characters are, so... I don't think we need to run through like a synopsis or go through each character and who plays them. But one thing I do want to talk about are the time jumps. So did you like the time jumps? Did you like that there were different actors and actresses playing some of the characters through those time jumps? Or did you think that it took away from you being able to uh, relate to that character because the actor kept changing?
1: Um. I'm kind of mixed, but more liking it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was an interesting way to see a character change, but it sucked at the same time because as I got attached to um, the young Rainera, she changed to adult and I didn't like her initially, the but- the actress, but then I st- she grew on me, for example. Mm-hmm. Allison, I actually liked her more um, as when Olivia Cook took over the role, I didn't like her as much young. Um, so it was cool to see, but then I feel like we're also missing so much that went on. But then, how much more do we need to know? I think we got the facts that we needed, and it's always fun to see characters being played by different people. Um, but it's interesting how quickly you get attached to an actor that when it changes, you're like, Oh, and the kids, I think, changed. Twice or three times. I don't I couldn't even keep track of the kids changing. Right. Which I've never seen so many kids on Game of Thrones. That was kind of surprising for me. Mm -hmm. But so I think I'm leaning more towards liking it once you detach and start liking the character again. And then, you know, Damon stayed continuous. So that was kind of weird that he didn't change. But Viserys changed um, drastically. Right. But how do you feel about it?
0: Um. So at first, I thought they were moving way too fast because there was like a ten-year time jump, and then like yeah. a three-year, then a six-year, something like that. And I also really, really like the actor that played Rhaenyra, the yeah. younger Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like the Emma Darcy who plays Rhaenyra now because I think that they did a great. So they cast Emma Darcy first, and then they cast okay. the girl that plays younger Rhaenyra after. They had already cast Emma Darcy. Um, same with Olivia Cook; they'd cast her first and then cast the other girl. But so I like it for two reasons, and then I have a comment afterwards. So the, the <laughs> I know a lot. the The it's first okay. reason I like is because I think you have to have that entire backstory of what happens with. Alicent, with Rhaenyra, with Damon yeah. and Viserys. You have to see with Corlys, Damon, and Viserys. You have to see all the politicking that went on with Otto Hightower, so you see what a piece of yeah. shit that guy is. He is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like just the, the things he did with his daughter, do- like, not with his daughter, but the way he used and pawned her yeah. daughter to, to play politics is disgusting.
1: It's disgusting.
0: I've wanted him mm. to get beaten by a dragon three times now, none of which has happened, which I'm i I hope
1: about. it's soon, at some wow. point.
0: Yeah, I, I in the at least in the book, I know what happens to him, but oh, okay, I, I won't ruin. I don't. I know you don't want spoilers, so, um, so I liked it because I think you have to have that backstory. At first, I was like, this is moving so fast in comparison to Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones, you ended up in winter, you started in Winterfell, yep, and you got to know the kids, and yep. one thing to your point you made earlier is you never see so many kids on Game of Thrones. That's because on Game of Thrones, those kids. Jon Snow, Sansa Stark, Arya Stark, Bran, Rick. And they were supposed to be the same ages as these Targaryen kids. But okay. But 20... Older nine, people. 8 year old actors to play these kids. So they looked older. So this one Got really is more true to, to the age they're supposed to be. Um, okay. But I think without that backstory, you're not... You don't understand psychologically where all of these people are at. Why Alicent can't stand Rhaenyra because Alicent was forced to wed Viserys, have kids with Viserys. And basically she was her dad's pawn, never got to choose her own lover, never got to basically have fun. She was immediately right. thrust into this role, whereas Rhaenyra does whatever she wants, sleeps with whoever, has kids with whoever she wants. Yeah. is kind of just this free spirit versus what Alicent was forced to do. Um, so I don't, I don't think you would get fully understand that if we just jump right into episode six or seven, whenever the... Uh,
1: the adults come in.
0: Yeah, like, I think we would would not understand that or, or understand why Damon has this chip on his shoulder or why he acts the way he does, why he feels the way he feels about Targaryens versus the way Viserys feels about Targaryens. Um, so, again, after watching, I really think they did the right thing by doing it with all of these, with this big backstory, because I think it really... Yeah puts us in a position to root for or against and basically really understand where these characters are at and where the story's headed.
1: I agree. That's why I'm saying. Initially, I was thinking the same, like, wow, this is really rushed considering Game of Thrones. I mean, sometimes a day there would last three episodes, for example. Right. And now we're jumping so long. But I think considering the time jumps, they're still giving a good cohesive story that, You know who you're rooting for as an audience, and you can still fall in love or hate characters within that time frame. And it is fun to see different actors, because like I said, it's fun to see different renditions of the character or grow. they grow, sorry, that they're growing up. Right. You know, when you grow up, everything changes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they show that perfectly. The one comment I wanted to make is, do you think, because, and again, I'm... I think the three, at least two of these three are probably a lot of people's favorite characters, but for me personally, I love Damon, mm-hmm. I love uh, Raineys and I love Corliss. and those three did not change actors through the whole thing. It was always the same three actors that played those characters. So True. I wonder if that has anything to do with it.:
1: Probably, I mean, because you're getting a consistent actor, probably. for me, I my favorite was Damon. It was actually Viserys is my second, and then yeah. it is um, Rhaenyra. But now I don't know if I like the younger or the adult. I mean, we're going to get more of the adult anyway. Um, but when we get to talking about like the finale, I do really like her and her as an adult and her vulnerability, and we'll get into that. <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely, and I think another, you know, talking about these flashbacks, I think another aspect that uh, that these flashbacks added to the show is that you see how Viserys ruled and how Rhaenyra saw how Viserys ruled versus, mm-hmm. you know, Aegon the Conqueror who came over from Pen- uh, from Pentos or wherever and conquered the Seven Kingdoms and united them as one and ruled the Seven Kingdoms, mm-hmm. blood and fire, right? Fire and blood versus Viserys, who was for the most part peaceful, yeah, and in my opinion, never wanted to rule that uh, he's, I think he would have been more, you know, I think somebody said this, whether it was Allison or Otto, said that, you know, he would have been content. Or Maybe it was Damon said he would be content just reading his history books and building his models yeah. and never wanted to rule, but he was put in that position. But I think you see Rhaenyra while she combats him as a kid, a lot, you can mm-hmm. tell she is still seeing how he acted and while I don't agree with everything Viserys did, I think he did a lot of dumb things. Yeah. Um. Again, I, I like Damon. So when him and Damon are having butting heads, which we're starting to see Rhaenyra and Damon do in this yep. the finale, um, yep. most of the time I agreed with Damon. <laughs> but I can yeah. see why Viserys, you know, at what cost, or what's the going to be the cost to do this? What's, you know, what's the cost? And who is impacted by these decisions we're making and Viserys, I think, looked out for the uh, small people. I think they call them small folk or something of King's Landing versus historically what the Targaryens do is, well, we're in power. We're going to do whatever we can to keep our power. Yeah. So
1: That's why, I mean, it would be cool if they could both rule because I think they can kind of balance each other out. I, do, I liked Viserys in the sense of as a person, I know we didn't get him for very long, but out of anybody in Game of Thrones, maybe Ned Stark. I felt like Viserys is the most kind person and naive at the same time for being such an older, you know, an old man. You've seen it all. Probably he was naive and just kind. And like even at that dinner, like everybody wants to kill each other. And he's like, I want harmony. And he just he's the peacemaker. And that's where he failed, I think, as a king, because you do need to have some kind of authority or that's where Damon comes in to put in some sense into him. But it's so nice to have a kind or what seems like a kind character because everybody else is usually a piece of shit, <laughs> in this, right. you know? So that's why I liked him. And that last episode where he was dying, I know I've read a lot about how Everybody loved it. And I'm one of those. I really loved it. I was very emotional. I will say this season had me very emotional. Um, When he was dying, I was getting very teary eyed. It was so well done. It moved me. And then this season finale got me all over the place, (laughs) which again, we'll get into, but that's why I liked him. But then that's why it'd be cool if they could rule together, because I think they would balance each other kind of like a good and a bad. And Mm -hmm you have your scales but he i don't think he i agree he's not he didn't want it he just got thrust there like all these roles like uh, a amen now right kind of
0: yeah yeah so I, yeah i i totally agree with that um so damon being damon we see that <laughs> he <laughs> Does everything he can to push his brother to basically exile him all the time, and every time he comes back, he gets exiled again. And we see Damon; he goes over to again over to Pentos with Corliss's, uh daughter Lena. Lay- Lena. Lenor is married to to um, Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. and he's gone. We see that he's reading all these. You know, he basically kind of for the uh, you know lack of a better. Term, he becomes Viserys. He's reading yeah. the history of the Targaryens and he's gaining all this momentum. And I guess I should have started previous to that because it builds into the finale and where the show's going, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That, so Damon. you know, Viserys is king. Damon is brother. He is appointed to, I think, he's the master of coin at one point. And he does terrible at that. He's <sighs> has something to do with the ships, I think, and he's bad at that. And then he's eventually... <laughs> like,
1: bad at everything, but not... Yes,
0: know. he's eventually put as uh, over the king's Kingsguard, mm-hmm. the City Watch, which yep. he is has a ton of uh, allies in the City Watch because of the way he handled that group, uh, yeah. etc. He's actually the one that came up with, I believe, the white the white capes. He's the one that, that did that and the gold cloaks and all that stuff. That was all Damon's addition to. Oh, okay. That I don't know if they go go into that much detail in the show.
1: But I then don't we see- remember that, so that's pretty cool to know. Yeah, and that, he's
0: he was uh, everything he did. He contributed a little bit, but he just was such a hothead that he didn't <laughs> succeed at it. Then we see right. that they're having all these issues in the stepstones, and uh, Viserys is like, you know, okay, they're killing, they're destroying a couple ships. Everyone, like, is it really that big of a deal?" Yeah, Poulos, who is their master of ships, he has the biggest fleet in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Self made man, he's like, Yes, this is a problem because they're my ships that are being destroyed. So, you see, Viserys is like, No, we're not. We're not. If you want to wage war on on a Crag, Cragus the crab feeder, I think his name was. If you want to wage war on him, go ahead. We're not partaking, um, mm-hmm. in this. And you see, Damon, like, No, I'm going. So, he goes and yeah, Damon, do this. And so, Damon is like a war hero, he comes back a war hero. King of the Stepstones, again, bends the knee, gives his crown back to Viserys and does something stupid and gets exiled again. So then he, again, so all this, then he's over in Pentos. he gets married to um, Corlys's daughter. And then he's reading about the history of, of, of the Targaryens. Um, I think he's reading in high Valerian kind of how to conquer these beasts, which again comes into play later in the the book slash show. But we see by the time and all this long ass things I'm saying, (laughs) <laughs> by the time he gets to where he's at now with Ranira, like you see that where Damon has been and what he brings to the table and you kind of mm-hmm. understand why he is telling her we have to wage war on these people that are trying to steal your birthright because of what they're going to do and then in the finale which I know we're going to get to uh, you see they do exactly what Damon knew they were going to do and start this the civil war which again if you're Here now, and you haven't seen it, I don't know why you'd be watching or listening. But welcome, we welcome you here to listen to us talk about it. But that's what that's what the show is about. It is essentially uh the season finale starts the civil war between the two houses, the two Targaryen houses, and it's you know, the show makes it seem like maybe Eamon didn't mean to do what he did in the book. There's no doubt that he meant to do what he did. But that and Damon is telling her they're going to do this and then they do it. And it's, it's, you see that, that like flips with that, that switch flips with Rhaenyra in that episode.
1: Instantly. I mean, so can we, we can start talking about the finale then?
0: Sure. Go for it.
1: Jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I loved Rhaenyra in this episode. Um, so one thing with game of Thrones, I feel like they break molds because, now, unless I missed it somewhere in Game of Thrones, at least in this one House of the Dragon, they pushed the now they're they touched on incest because obviously she married her uncle. Okay. Yes. We went there. And <laughs> we went there. And you know, this whole thing of her giving a birth in this episode, the stillbirth. I also thought was pushing the mold, but it was interesting and well done and it was emotional this is one of the scenes i thought was emotional and showing her and damon react to this right and it was so beautifully done and sad and disturbing because nobody nobody likes to show that but they did i mean they showed a dead baby which is not very common but it was impactful and to make the message and no words were said You know, it was all silent and she, you know, dressed the baby or like put the wraps on it. The silent sisters were on the side and even the funeral for the baby. It was just so powerful that we're already starting this episode on a powerful note. Um, I felt very like woman power in this one. I don't know if that was just me as well with her. And especially when they came to her side, Um, when those two guys came from the, with the the city, the Kings guard as well to bend the knee for her. I mean, I mean, Damon did give them an ultimatum too, but (laughs) they, (laughs) but they came and that, that one guy, Sir Eric, which spells his name kind of like mine, which I thought was, that was kind of cool. Um, I mean, he risked his life. He brought the crown and everything. Mm -hmm. to bend the knee for her and I mean that's so powerful that whole scene of everyone bending the knee for her and then when she's walking into the war room that I call it and everybody's just staring at her and I also feel like she's like oh shit I'm I'm queen I don't know how to do this either Mm -hmm. because she tells her son at the beginning of the episode that you know you look, well, I'm going to teach you how to be a ruler, and this is before she, I think, knew that Viserys was dead. And it's funny because she's going to have to step into that role now, so oh, she's yeah, gonna have to teach. I think it was Jace or Luke, I don't remember who it was. That was it wasn't Luke, it was Luke, yes, it
0: was Luke because he's good. He they don't know if Corlys is going to die or not, and he will be the, right. uh, the drift mark, so they right, she's telling him, and he's asking her. How were you so confident when you know Viserys named you his heir? And she was like, "Oh, I wasn't." Like
1: I'm exactly. And you
0: see that. You see that now. You see it. She's still not. And yeah, I wonder because it. Otto shows up, gives her an ultimatum. Uh, You can you can bend the knee. We'll give you Dragonstone. Your family can live here. We'll take your. Children as, or yours and Damon's children as what a cupbearer and yeah. like, something. And what what Damon say? He'd rather feed his kids to dragons than allow them to be a cupbearer?
1: No. And, and then he said something else too. I just can't remember. I wish I had like taken a picture of the subtitles just to be ready for this because he just, it's like you said, he says the most badass shit to everybody. And yeah. he said something to Otto too, like, there's no way this, I'm, we're going to bend the knee to this king as well. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes, like you're amazing and then even when she flew in in that scene was epic. I mean, who wouldn't want to fly in somewhere on a dragon?
0: Right. I and she like barricades in between her army and then the dragon and I'm like, "Oh, just eat this guy already." But I wonder though cuz he gives her that ultimatum, she takes it back and I, the scene I really like is between um, rhaenyra and rainies well two two scenes in this last episode between mm-hmm. rhaenyra and rainies the first is when daemon is basically like we have to go to war etc um, mm-hmm. she's like well i'm not gonna fly to king's landing and burn the city down because that's just gonna i don't want to be the queen of ashes i think is what she says
1: yeah uh, ashes and bone i think is what she said yes yeah.
0: yeah. and daemon is full-fledged ready to go to war Mm -hmm. you see Rhaenys behind her and she's like smirking because Rhaenyra tells him to clear the room and Rhaenys like looks at her. That's why I think the moment when Rhaenys is like, okay, this is somebody that I can get behind and support. Yeah. Uh, Which I, which I, again, I really like Rhaenys. Uh, The other conversation I liked with Rhaenys and Rhaenyra is Rhaenys shows up and tells Rhaenyra Viserys is dead uh mm-hmm. uh you know, and Damon is very like well how did you get here if you know they held you hostage she tells him what happens and he asks why she didn't burn them burn them to the ground she said this isn't yep. a war to start mhm um i like that aspect of it but then i also question because later when she's talking to Corliss we find out Corliss has survived and he's like had a change of heart and wants to retire and go to Driftmark and stay out yeah. of that thing and she is like, this is after a conversation with Rainier that we already talked about. She says, well, we, this is our war because our grandchildren are heir to Driftmark and heir to the iron throne. Mm-hmm. So we can't set this out. So then I'm yeah. sitting there like, well, why didn't you just kill them?
1: It was the, when I asked the same thing in that scene, when she's uh breaking into that cathedral citadel, whatever they call it in, in the show, I'm like, burn them. (laughs) Burn them. I was literally screaming at the TV, waiting. I'm like, is this how it's going to be? I mean, I know people die in this show with no mercy. And when she didn't do it, I was like mad. And then obviously when she said this in the episode, it it made sense to me. But then at the same time, it's like what you're saying. You could have done it anyway. I mean, you're a Targaryen. Why wouldn't you stand up for this if you are so against it? Mm -hmm. You're against it because you escaped. If you were for... This, uh, um, I'm probably going to say usurping. Upsurping.
0: Yeah. yeah, usurping, you got it. <laughs>
1: um, Of this, like, you should have just acted. But I get it, too, because she doesn't want to wage that war because it's not her throne at the moment. Yes. But I don't know. The fire in me would have been like, burn these bitches. Do you like- also think, though,
0: that she didn't know how Rhaenyra was going to lead or how Rhaenyra was going to act, because I think they placed it really well in the episode because it happens after she sees Rhaenyra leading all the men and basically sticking up to Damon and said, okay. you know, we can't just go to war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's why and lists off the, you know, the people that are going to be, impact. I think she actually asks him if we do do this and we do go to war, who's impacted, who, who pays the price, I think is what she said. Talking yeah. about the small folk of, of King's Landing, which ultimately would be the ones that get burnt to uh, ash and bone. Ashes right? and bone. <laughs> and I think Rhaeny R- sees that and she's like, okay, this this is somebody, this is who should be the uh, you know the leader. Exactly.
1: It could be. It, it could be that she was looking to analyze how Rhaenyra was going to handle this situation as a leader and being new to it and young like anytime if you're a new supervisor manager any any kind of leadership you think you're ready And when you go there you kind of pause and go oh shit what do i do how do i make this happen i gotta be level-headed which is what rainera is trying to do and i think Rainice appreciates it because of that smirk that she gives when she says clear the room (laughs) i mean it's way back here but you can tell that she's like "Mm mm-hmm I see you, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly, like in an approving way. I also like
0: the the point you brought up when Sir Eric shows up and bends the knee and gives her Viserys crown because Aegon, mm-hmm. Alicent's son, is wearing Aegon the Conqueror's crown, and so he br- somehow he stole Viserys' crown, which I thought was kind of weird because in the previous episode, which maybe we should talk about. I think that there were two season finales for this season. You had the green it feels season that way. Finale, Right. Had the black season finale.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And you saw Allison put the crown on Viserys' head. So I don't know how Sir Eric ended up with it. But I'm sure if he can smuggle Rainey's out, he can uh, also steal a crown. But as a hookup. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. He shows up, (laughs) gives the Viserys' crown to uh, Rhaenyra. I really like that they had Damon crown her. And then you Mm -hmm. see all of that. But I really like Sir Eric's reasoning for leaving because he was agon's protector and saw yep. what just a terrible human being this agon kid is
1: right and i like that too because then it says a lot about him and what yes. his beliefs are and what he you know he he's not gonna sit behind um somebody who's basically what raping women and then having bastard children and leaving them in what like that pit like some kind of fighting pit is what that was uh-
0: Yes, like that's disgusting. They file their teeth down, and I think they pull out their fingernails, and then they they make Mm. them fight.
1: That's disgusting. It's a child. I mean, you know, that's a dis. As usual, everybody's there's so many shitty people in this show, but and that I appreciated him coming and doing that. I mean, he and he is risking his life because if he got caught on the way, they're going to kill him. Right and that's a big step and it's just it felt so nice it was like wow look at this guy he came <laughs> all the way over here uh, uh, yes.
0: what so did you, what did you think of uh Damon singing in high valerian so i guess i should preface this so it's the scene where so Damon says we have more dragons and she was mm-hmm. like not really because uh vegar which is Amon's dragon is like three yeah. times bigger than everybody else's because it's the oldest dragon in the world uh and like a war veteran uh etc. Yeah he's like well we need more dragons and dragon riders so then you see him going through the caves and he finds another dragon Uh, I forget the the one he finds but
1: it's with a V too I can't remember I think uh, I think hold on.
0: Oh you're gonna look it up. She knows
1: on it's on this website. Better
0: not look at who the Dragon Rider is. You might lose you might find out a spoiler.
1: Um it it actually doesn't tell you which is good. Oh, At least probably for the best. Yeah. Uh ver- 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 vermit Vermathor.
0: Vermathor sounds right to me.
1: Yeah. Let me see if this is it. Uh Yeah.
0: Vermathor.
1: Yeah. Yep, cuz they're showing him standing in front of it. That's it. <laughs> He sets out
0: to essentially get more dragons because Damon and, and I, I really like his um, line here, which was in all of the previews for the show, even before the show was out, was that um, what he say? Like stories didn't make us kings, dragons did.
1: Dragons did. Yep.
0: Which I really like his use. That was his, in my opinion, was his and Viserys's um, fight. Riff, right. That's what Separated. Cerys yeah. thought it was this. Pro- he said prophecies didn't make us kings. Dragons did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the knows about this prophecy. Aegon's prophecy, Aegon's dream, which right. he shares with Rhaenyra. In this episode, we find out that he never shared that with. Daemon. Uh, Daemon, which just it lights a fuse in him. Yep. What was your thoughts on that scene?
1: Well, that scene took me by when he chokes. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about that, too, because that took me by surprise, um, but not at the same time because he has that fire and we don't know 100% everything about him. And I think he's easy to spark, but it felt very uncomfortable. And, you know, it was well done, too. But you love that. I really do believe he loves her, mm-hmm. a lot, like really loves her. So for him to do that. Uh, felt very angry like if he felt betrayed because he didn't know about this or he's just like why does she fall why is she falling for this prophecy shit just like Viserys like this is so disappointing or why does she know about this too instead of me like there's a lot of anger behind that and I mean apparently I mean he was holding her really hard so it's like yo (laughs) (laughs) relax (laughs) It's like a really on your side. Time, like a really
0: he held for a while, right?
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was very uncomfortable. I'm like, uh, why are why are we doing this? Are you yeah. like we're so angry over this prophecy thing? And it could be jealousy, um, and a mix of just like, why are we going back to myths? And that's why he says, you know, prophecies and stories don't make um what was the line? It's dragons that have made kings, you know. You um,
0: I thought it was really uncomfortable and mm-hmm. I thought it was, I was surprised the show did it just because they're trying, in my opinion, they're trying to make Damon likable, even though he's really not like he is. We like him, but we probably shouldn't. But he's not right. <laughs> and that kind of plays right into who he is. Also the mm-hmm. fact that this was just because believe what you want. I firmly believe that Damon loved Viserys. I think that they didn't yeah. get along because their personalities differ so much. Mm-hmm. There's a, scenes in, and at least two or three episodes where you see Viserys and Damon like drinking and letting loose. And you could tell that they really did love each other. They were just drastically yeah. different. Right. And I think in some regards, Viserys protected the realm from Damon. And I think Damon now sees that in Rhaenyra. Mm. He's a lot of Rhaenyra's, um daughter. <laughs> Her, or yeah, her dad and her, right? Exactly. Right. And I think that he's like, oh gosh, I you know, I, I thought you were more like me because I think he really felt he married a dragon. He married himself. Makes sense, yeah. Seeing that in her now. And then it was just one more thing that Viserys held kept from him and didn't share with him and, and did with Rhaenyra. And it just shows that maybe Viserys didn't care for Daemon as much as Daemon cared for him. Because think about it, Daemon conquered the Stepstones. That he's crowned king yep. of the stepstones. The first thing he does is he flies back to King's Landing and gives the crown to Viserys and bends the knee. Yeah. So it's like he wants Viserys to be proud to of him
1: accept him. Right. Yes. Right. So that's a good point too that that maybe in his mind he thinks Viserys didn't care for him as much. So that's that makes it sad for him.
0: Yes and he's, like, taking it out on Rhaenyra. The thing I like about the scene is, so if you notice, Damon likes to be in control. When he's not in control of a situation, he, um, like, for instance, in the bathhouse, when Rhaenyra, like, kissed him back and wanted to proceed, he (laughs) he backed off. When I think he was with the white worm, they were having intercourse, and she, like, gets on top or something, and then he, like, can't finish, or he can't That's
1: right, So if he isn't
0: in control of a situation, he,
1: Mm. like, I don't
0: know what the right word would be, but he's choking her and she smiles at him and that's when he lets go. Like she smirks at him and says, oh, you didn't know, did you? And like puts herself back in control and he like, lets go. And then maybe
1: it's because he feels like he's constantly not living up to making Viserys proud. So it's just like, projecting in other ways too like it's taking he needs to find a way to control something since he can't control how viserys would feel about him or he's not making him proud enough so with sex okay i i I need to be in control of this so if somebody's taking over or in this case that she laughed at him which is a big ego killer for him Mm -hmm. because he's he has a big ego my question with Him, do you think he wanted to be king at some point?
0: I don't. I don't think he ever wanted to be king. I think he wants to be like second in command. I don't think he wants the responsibilities of being king. I think he wants maybe the glory of it and to be. I think Damon really wants to be wanted by somebody. And Viserys didn't, which I don't really agree with this, but I think in Damon's mind, Viserys didn't want him. But Damon has continued to screw up so much that what other option did Viserys have but to keep moving him around and shuffling him around? Right. And I think that's why Damon hates Otto Hightower so much because Otto Hightower was Viserys' hand to the king. And Damon mm. hated him. And still, and, and the guy's a despicable human being. And I love some of the lines that Damon throws at him. And he's like... Uh, yeah. He, when he walks by him, he's like, oh, the leech continues to get fatter and fatter or something. Yes! But it's it so like, good. So great. But I think... Damon wants to be needed by somebody, I think that's truly you see that older well, yeah, yeah, because he was called the uh the flea the king of the fleas or something the flea bottom or prince of flea bottom or something because the townspeople really liked Damon because he went down he mingled with them he spent a bunch of money down there he lived yeah down there. um but I think with ranira on that scene where they bring La, La- what the hell was his wife's name? Lenore and
1: Le- Le- Lena, Lena, I think.
0: <laughs> and Lena. Lay- the name? I don't know. They bring Corlys' daughter back. Yeah, Damon's wife, <laughs> and that's when Rhaenyra and Damon hook up on the beach. But she tells him that she needs him, and that's when he like gives in, and they mm-hmm. do their thing on the beach uh, right before the you know the biggest dragon in the world that could have changed this whole story gets stolen from them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I don't know that Damon, I don't think Damon wants to be king. I don't think Damon wants to be in charge. I think Damon wants to be like that second in command because you yep. see how he's thriving being her hand. Right now he's her hand and he's yeah. navigating the the war and where it should go. And and because he is a war veteran and he's really good at it. So I think he's in his, that, that that's where he wants to be.
1: I mean, when he found out about Aegon, I mean, he slipped into that war mentality immediately with ease and with no problem I mean he took over that war room and was just while she was giving birth and he was ready he was already making plans and he need I think he also needs that like he likes being in the thick of it um I do agree that it's a need to be needed for him and it's not that Viserys didn't love him or wasn't proud of him. It's what you're saying that he was doing all these horrible things. And those aren't the things that Viserys wanted Damon to do to make him proud. He want, probably just wanted a loving brother. (laughs) Right. Right. And not like, stop doing this shit. Just be my brother and not make trouble or cause trouble and chop people's heads off
0: right and you see it at the first that was episode, cool though right? you see it in the first episode where yeah. they're in the small council which is mm-hmm. another thing i i want to i want to talk about is the politics in this show because i think it's fantastic on par with game of thrones but yeah see at the beginning they're telling viserys like the people the common folk are upset because people are uh stealing they're mm-hmm. beating prostitutes they're doing all these things And Viserys is just basically like, well, that's what we have the city watch for. So, and then you see Damon take it upon himself to go out and do all these things. You know, he was dismembering people and he was cutting people's fingers off for stealing and beating people up for beating up women. Yeah. And while it's not pretty, it's not what you want. Well, I mean maybe you do want to see it happen, I don't know, but it's not it's Viserys didn't want that to happen, but it right. had to be done, right? So I think Damon also knew that Viserys wasn't gonna do these things, so he took it upon himself to do them because it ha I mean, you can't continue to let the people be plagued by, you know, all these things. You somebody has to protect the people, and I think that's why the people of uh King's Landing really connect with Damon.
1: Do you think because cause now you're pointing out, you're making a good point that Viserys knows this has to be done because it's crime and you you know, you gotta have some punishment and Damon went and did it. Do you think maybe because Damon went and did these things, cut, cut fingers off, whatever, Viserys is like disgusted in a way and kind of seeing Damon as I don't know how to make sense of it, but just kind of like a dirty side of Viserys is on Damon. And maybe that's why he kind of rejects him and sends him off because it's kind of like a guilt with him. I don't if that makes sense. I think it's, um, I, I,
0: yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's a two part. I think Viserys sees in Damon, what Viserys doesn't want to do, what he finds right. Spicable about being in that position. And Damon sees that Viserys doesn't have the willpower to do this stuff. So he takes it upon himself to do it for Viserys. And right. that's and then Viserys why Viserys
1: doesn't like it either because it's his right. brother, I guess. And why are you doing those things when you want them to be done, but you don't? But it shouldn't be you. But yeah. I love you, but I don't.
0: Well, and then you have <laughs> A like Otto Hightower in his ear saying, like, your brother's doing all these despicable things. Well, it's like, okay, Otto, like, you're the hand of the king, you are the one that should be. Coordinate coordinating all this stuff. Like the then, like the war and the stepstones, the Seraphs is like, no, we're not going to. Yeah. They're gonna lose Corlys Val- Valerian's ships. They're you know, mm-hmm. he's gonna lose him as a ally. So Damon goes and he does what needs to be done, risks his life yeah. um, to do it. But then again, I think he also did that because he wants to be loved. He wants yeah. he wants to be a war hero, etc. So I think Damon target maybe that's why he's one of my favorite characters, is because there's just so many different layers, layers. To
1: him. yeah if that's what makes you like him it's because he has the layers because when he choked brainera i was like "Ooh, mm, mm. Mm, 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 mm. i got upset but then i'm like well but that's him you know yeah i still like it i still love him but <laughs> initially right. it was very like shocking and i shouldn't be surprised but it took it took me back and kind of like what you were saying that you're not supposed to like him but you do like him Right, because of his layers, and you want to, you want to want him too.
0: Well, he's just like such a flawed human being. But then the other thing you get to sit back and consider is we watch uh go through this stillbirth and the pain and agony it caused her. She's the one wrapping the baby up. She's the one that sets it up on the. Uh, the stones there and and, Mm -hmm. etc you see through one of the septons because they ask because she's calling for damon and he won't go he's already like in the war council i think yeah and you see him kind of showing uh jace how to be a general because that's what he knows so when he gets in situations where he can't control them he goes to something he can control. So he's like let me show yeah. you how to make loyal make people loyal. So he mm-hmm. shows Chase how to be a commander. He's trying to get a battle plan put together. And then when he walks in and he sees ranira and he sees she's holding the dead baby and the I forget what the the maester asks him but you just or no he hasn't seen her yet. The maester says do you want to see The queen, or the princess, or whatever, and he Mm -hmm. just like looks at the mace,er because if you remember the last time he was in this situation, he had to pick whether his wife was gonna die or the baby was gonna die.
1: Right, that's right. I had forgotten about that.
0: And his wife ultimately, God, why can't why can't I remember her damn name? Lena.
1: I think it's Lena. She I'll look
0: it up. She ultimately makes a decision for herself, which she said yes. right, and, and goes out, and Vagar burns her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that's the crazy thing because you see in that scenario with Lena and Damon, he, the Maester asks him, "Do you want to? Your wife's going to die regardless. So do you want to save, try to save the baby, or let the baby die and right. try to save your wife? But." Viserys had to make that same decision in like episode one of the show yeah Emma and he really loved his wife and had a really not that Damon didn't love Lena but like that was really the turning point for point for Viserys. But I think Damon made like a joke about it like because he had to make that tough decision now Damon's in that same situation having to make that decision and ultimately doesn't have to I don't I don't know what his decision was but Lena Makes her own decision, yeah. but then you look at him there with Rhaenyra, and he's like, "Oh my God, am I going through this again?" And he can't control the situation, so he looks for something he can control, which is the War Council, coaching uh, Jace, looking for dragon eggs, like that's mm-hmm. stuff you do. He also just lost a child, which I don't think it addresses. So all of that build up into that one scene so is it just the fact that Viserys didn't tell him about a prophecy written on a a dagger that you stick in the fire to see or is it just all of that coming to fruition on top of the fact that his wife is you know he is a proven war veteran and she's kind of challenging him in front of everybody which also probably digs at his ego right
1: oh for sure you know it is (laughs)
0: So it's it's like again a very layered situation because he did just lose a kid. His wife is challenging him, who he's supposed to be a war veteran in front of everybody. And so I, I again I don't I'm not condoning what he did by any means, but it's like it's not just he got mad and choked her.
1: Oh yeah, there's more to it. It's it is Lena, by the way.
0: <laughs> Whew, That would have been a lot of editing.
1: It's Lena, <laughs> but that oh, okay. But it's definitely more than just choking Rainero for the sake of choking her. Um, but that's what makes him interesting. I, for, for the whole series, I can't wait to see what's going to keep happening with him, which I'm sure, you know, but I can't wait to keep seeing it and being played out by this actor that he's doing such a great job with it.
0: I think they did a great job of casting the adult version of Amond as well because there oh, was a yeah. scene at the dinner table where it's Viserys's last meal. The whole family is there and the kid, you see like for a split second, Rhaenyra and Alison get along and they kind of squash the beef. Mm-hmm. And makes Viserys happy. He leaves. And as soon as he leaves the kids, which the kids are terrible to start acting like little assholes. Are. Yeah. And there's a scene I forget, I think it's because Amon is trying to provoke Luke or Jace and mm-hmm. etc. But you see Eamon stand up and Damon gets in between Luke or Jace, I forget which one, and Eamon <laughs> like look at each other mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, now Team Green has their Damon Targaryen.
1: Yeah. And I they chose a great actor because I can't stand him. Um it goes back to joffrey i'm going way back now i could not stand him but he but you have to credit the actor because they chose the right person to make this well for joffrey he was despicable for amen it's just like can we let this go it was an eye i mean i get it but can we let this go how much time has gone by um and i mean i know it's more than that but he's he's it's well done because i just every re- anytime i see him on the screen and it's even like the facial structure of that actor, it just suits the character so well. It gives him a evil look. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, um, but I, I don't like him. I know. And I saw it too. I saw that at the finale, it doesn't look like he did mean to do this. And I've read it all on the internet that he didn't mean to do it. I saw it on YouTube, but deep down, I'm like, then, what were you doing? I mean, I know you were, what trying to scare him? At least yeah. that's what the show is trying to portray, but Mm-mm. I don't yeah. buy it. And then clearly, that's not really what how it happens in the book.
0: Well, it will be interesting to see how he goes back and relays the message to Allison and Team Green because we know that yeah. Ramira knows that Luke was killed. Which that whole scene was so was so awesome. You see, little I think his name's Arax the dragon. You see his this little dragon that Luke Luke rides, and then you oh see my God. the. It was so funny because Abby, my wife, we watched it together and she doesn't know any. I don't tell her anything that's going to happen. I already knew this was going to happen. But I assume this was going to happen because of the books. Yeah. And you see Luke fly in on his little dragon and he lands and he's like so cute with his little dragon. Yeah. Then you just see <laughs> Vegar's head come around that tower and he's like, his neck is like longer than Luke's whole dragon is. And it's like, I know.
1: <laughs> was
0: like oh, my God, who's there? And I was like, that's Vagar, That's, that's Eamon's dragon. And she was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So I'm like, he should have got on his dragon and left to, to begin Peaced with. Peaced out. Peaced I, out. I do like what the show did with this scene because Luke leaves, Eamon follows him, and you see Eamon is kind of just picking at him, right? Which mm-hmm. is, it's kind of a callback to the first couple episodes when all the kids are picking on Eamon and the dragon pick because Eamon doesn't have a Oh, true. Pit. They bring right, a little pig. So you kind of see Eamon um, like picking at at Luke. And again, I think the show did a good job of, of what they were going for. I, like I said, it'll be interesting to see how Eamon goes back and relays what happened with her. Yeah, it takes ownership. I did it on purpose because of. Yeah, if he is honest and says because in the in the book he comes back and he did it on purpose because nobody can see what happens right because of their storms in and the the way that the clouds and everything are but the show makes it look like he's playing with them right he flies over top of him he's yelling at him you see how much bigger his dragon is yeah Luke who's very smart goes down in the smaller crevices where you know Mm -hmm. can't get and they also when. Luke gets on Arax. He says, "Serve me." And High is talking to the dragon High and, "Serve me. Yeah. Do what I tell you to do." You see, Aemon say the same thing to Vagar, but Arax, mm-hmm. the little dragon, takes it upon himself because you see Luke doesn't want him to do it. He shoots Vagar in the face with fire, and that's right. what kisses Vagar the dragon off. Mm-hmm. Aemon can't control him. Right. And there's a scene earlier in the ev uh, in the series and i forget who i think it's viserys and aemond because viserys makes the comment to to daemon i'm sorry to daemon that only fools think they can control dragons and that the targaryens should have never rode, rode the dragons or tried mm-hmm. to dragons because Nobody in the world can control that type of force that they don't really... They, they, they're they fools to think they can control... That they control the dragons and the dragons don't control them.
1: Mm, I, I remember that.
0: I, I, I botched that all up. I don't remember the... But I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. But you see that in this scene because neither of them wanted that to ha- In my opinion, neither of them wanted that to happen.
1: Yeah, but they and, couldn't control it.
0: Yes. Arax shoots Vagar in the face with the fire and then you just see vegar just comes out of known and eats him and aemon is clearly shook when it happens
1: yeah and i didn't realize how much bigger the drag the dragon is until oh. she apparently it's a she yes um flew over luke and i'm like oh Luke is like a toy. I mean, yes. this is so small. And I just, even in the scene where he parks the dragon outside to go talk to Baratheon, I'm like, oh, wow, that looks really big. <laughs> but it's only until they fly over each other. I'm like, oh, shit, that's not good. And yeah. I, I literally, I think I text you too. I mean, the minute the show is over, I text you like, oh, my God. Because I was also just so upset because it's one less dragon. And just the way I had a friend, I did have one friend I talked to about, and she's like, oh, yeah, that dragon killed it like a potato chip. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, that's so true. Because the way, I mean, the poor kid, I mean, and the poor kid at the beginning of the show, right, is so concerned about ruling. And, well, I guess you don't have to worry now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, now you have nothing to worry about, buddy, because you are not going to be ruling anything. No.
1: And I knew I I knew when they Jace and Luke offered, you know, to do this thing with the dragons like that. This isn't going to work out. Something bad's going to happen. And then when Rhaenyra was holding his hand and the way it was like extra touchy. Yeah, that I mean, it's classic, right? Something's going to happen. I didn't expect that. I thought maybe they would kidnap him, (laughs) but not literally get eaten alive and in half. Well, your, I think your, your it. Dragon.
0: I think it also shows you Rhaenyra's um, night night. How how naive? Uh, I said night cheesy Pete's Rhaenyra's naive. naive. Yeah, she's very naive. <laughs> she Sends Luke to yeah. the Baratheons because a it's a closer it's a closer house location. To, right. Yeah. She sends Jace to Winterfell and the Aryans, uh the Aaron's. And all these other places, because further, farther journey, he's older. But yeah. Damon brings up the point because Rhaenyra's like, they've all sworn allegiance to me. We just need them to confirm. And Damon's like, no, their parents, you know, align with you. You think these people are going to remember the, you know, of, an of
1: old oath or something like that?
0: Yes, and she's like, yes, they will. Plus, something about bloodlines, etc. And and as you can see, like she wasn't doing any politicking Why she's been at Dragonstone. Had she really been preparing for this, she would have kept in touch with all these houses and made sure they were...
1: True. Still in an allegiance.
0: If she marries her, which I she had to, because I think the Valerian, um, Corliss of Valerian's uh, allegiance is better than anybody else. He has the biggest fleet in the in the world. But, yeah. like, Boris, I think it's Boris, he asks her, the Baratheon, he's like, well, who who's which one of my daughters are you going to marry? He's like, well, I'm not free to marry. I'm already spoken for, and
1: yeah, so there was nothing to offer,
0: right? And Rhaenyra was like, oh, he'll be, he'll just be happy that the you know future Lord of Driftmark showed up to have dinner with him, and like that couldn't be further from the truth.
1: Yeah, yeah, she did show up, well, that, and that's the the whole point, and that's what made that whole thing with her being in the war room, um beautiful in a way is that she was she is naive and she doesn't know anything about this she thinks she does mm-hmm. from seeing her dad but you know now she's in the thick of it and now that she lost a child obviously that was the the turning point and it's funny that game of thrones at least in the show i don't know if the book is the same the turning point was a child as well when uh brand got pushed out of the the tower. Yeah. It's funny how it's always a child involved, apparently. But, you know, it was, and that ending with her finding out was just like the stillbirth, right? Where there was no talk, you know, there's no conversation. It's all music and just the camera, and you know what's going on. And you can see her body language just shift. And when she turns around and looks at you, you know that shit's going to go down <laughs> for, well, for next season, whenever that is at this point.
0: I think it's going to be like two years away, unfortunately. I think
1: so. Yeah. That's what I heard today. I was like, great. I'm going to, you know, then you have to binge it again.
0: (laughs) That's what Abby was. She was like, we're not even going to remember what happened. It's like, well, you will, but I won't remember what happened because I'm a nerd and I remember all the sort of remember all this stuff. But now I agree with you in the book. Um, So she finds out that they have usurped the throne, Aegon's on the throne. And that's when she does this stillbirth thing still happens. Mm -hmm. um but she is convinced that it's their fault this happened to her because they sent her into labor early etc so really the death at the beginning of this episode is what causes rhaenyra to really want to go to battle with the high towers there's no um her contemplating maybe working with them maybe not because i think doesn't she say she wants to talk to allison
1: the- it seems that way because when Otto comes to talk to her, he tries to pull out this card where he gives her that page
0: mm-hmm.
1: from the book, which is a page I only because I saw this on YouTube and I the connection. Oh, it was from the beginning when Allison and Renner were still friends. Uh,
0: Okay. And they
1: tore that page out. I think it was Raynera, and she gave it to Allison. I don't remember if it had like a meaning in particular, like that story that I couldn't like read it. But, you know, that was kind of like a a sign of friendship. So Otto is trying to imply. But I mean, you still stole the throne. (laughs) (laughs) You bitch. I mean, we're planning.
0: Well, she wasn't Otto was, but we're, we're planning to do it. This is time, right?
1: Yeah. Since uh, I think since he named Rainera heir, it's yeah. like they've been trying to definitely when Aegon was born. They're like, oh, now we really got to get this going.
0: The thing yeah. that drove me nuts about that with this whole auto thing is he tells everybody that the realm won't accept a queen. That has to be a king. The male heir always succeeds. Mm-hmm. The female heir that people, the the realm will not accept it. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, all these people just came and pledged, you know, to Rhaenyra to, to um, follow her, etc. Like the yeah. person that is pushing this is you like you're mm-hmm. the one that is doing all this and making these people feel like they can't follow her. So had you just fell in line and been okay with Rhaenyra succeeding yeah. um, Viserys, then likely none of this would have even happened because Aegon doesn't A even want the throne, which is another thing I like that the show's done because you see Aemon who goes and helps find Aegon later and you see that Aegon mm-hmm. doesn't want the throne. Kinda like Viserys probably didn't want the throne, but Aemon did want did want that opportunity and you see Aemon wants that opportunity. So it's like you see in Aegon Aegon and uh Aemon, kinda what you saw in Viserys and Damon just the Cerys wasn't shitty, like, correct? Like Aegon is right, but you kind of see that dynamic yeah. between the two, and why Aemon and Damon are likely going to be foes moving forward, right? Not only because did he he just killed Luke, one of her nearest kids, but they're yes. just like so
1: similar. Yes, they're similar in that drive that you can see them butting heads for sure. Like you can, in my head, I can see them fighting on dragons together and. Something very dramatic. I can see that Mm -hmm. happening. But, you know, I'm very curious to see what's going to keep happening because now she's probably driven, Rainera, because of Luke dying. Um, And yeah, you're right that technically the stillbirth is what's propelling it. I just think this was the, you know, what is that? The final nail on the coffin for her. It was just like that push where she wasn't sure what to do. Now she's like, okay, well now we're going to war.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like in the book, I know in the book, it was the stillbirth that pushed her over the edge and the show, they're using Luke's death to, to kind of to be push what it it. pushes her over the edge. Yeah. And I, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it moving forward. And and some of the stuff that happens afterward because of this, but th- that is definitely what the show is using as what's going to push her into war with these people. And you have you to figure that was the heir to Driftmark as well. So when Amy right. gets back, how he is going to explain this to people, I don't, it just doesn't make it, you know what I mean? Because you, okay, yeah. Yeah, you piss Rhaenyra off and you just pissed the Valerians off because that was the heir to Driftmark. So not only did you kill the queen, the rightful queen's son, you just killed the heir to Driftmark, Corlys, yeah. you know, Valerian's kids, right? So it's like, even though he's not really, right? but
1: Right, but, you know, we're going with that. Um, something that you mentioned about Otto, that if he would have just fallen in line, right, with Raynera being the heir, and it's also, if you will, power of suggestion, right? If he, you know, because he's the one making propaganda in a way of, oh, yeah, it can't be a woman. It can't be a woman. If you would have just backed it up, I'm sure everybody would have just accepted it versus you creating the negative force behind it. Then we wouldn't be in this situation is a good point.
0: Yeah, he's definitely the one pushing the <laughs> Yeah. Like even Allison at times you can see where she and I think I forget which episode maybe it was the which we haven't really even talked about the, that episode. Uh, the the season finale for the Greens. For the
1: Greens. Like, yeah.
0: You kind of see it where she's disgusted with Otto because they're both trying mm-hmm. to find Aegon because basically what happens is Viserys dies. Mm-hmm. Um, they find out before and they basically conceal it so nobody knows that Viserys is dead until they can figure out how to proceed with. You know, is are they going to crown Rhaenyra? Are they going to crown Aegon? What's going to happen? So right. they put everybody. Uh, thank goodness, Rhaenyra got out of there earlier. But um, they, so basically, everybody's in lockdown. They make everybody mm-hmm. um, bend the knee to Aegon, and this is all predicated on the fact that. Alicent went to see Viserys before he died, right as he was dying. He thinks, Viserys thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra. Yep. And he tells her, you know, talks about Aegon's dream because Rhaenyra had asked him, if you truly believe the Targaryens were put on Earth to protect the realm, why would you put me as your successor because you divided the realm in doing that? Mm-hmm. And he yep. tells her, Aegon's dream, the prince that was promised, you are that prince. He's talking to Alicent, but he thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember or not, but in Game of Thrones, that the prince that was promised got thrown around a ton because Stannis Baratheon believed he was the prince. He uh, was the
1: one, right. Yep. Because
0: the Red Witch made him uh, Melisandra made, mm-hmm. made him think that he was the prince that was promised. Uh, there was a bunch of people that thought, etc. In High Valyrian, I believe Prince can be female or male. I think they stated that thing because Danny people Mm. thought it was Danny, people thought it was John, et cetera. Viserys tells her, You're the Prince, thinking he's talking to Renee, talking to Allison. He she Allison thinks he's talking about Aegon, the Conqueror, the Mm -hmm. Dream, etc. So she's like, or no, I'm sorry, she does not know that's who he's talking about. She thinks he's talking about their son. Her son. Yeah. So she's like, oh. Otto we have to put Aegon on the throne it was the king's dying wish and he like was like ate,
1: great- it <laughs> right. he ate it up ate it up cuz he's like shit we were going to do this shit anyway you just <sighs> made this easy cuz i think they i'm sure Otto or all of them thought that it was going to be hard to maybe convince Alicent cuz i do think she would have respected it um that it was Rhaenira but now that she came and fed this to him it was just adding fuel to his whole Political gain here. Right. I mean, he his eyes were like, Whoa, we're doing this.
0: I think she threw him a softball because he was like, Oh, that was gonna be the biggest obstacle was getting mm-hmm. Allison on board, especially after that yeah. dinner they had where they were like, Let's squash the beef. And I really like in that episode before that, you see Allison realizing what a piece of shit Aegon is because he rapes that girl. Yes. And Allison pays the girl off, uh, gives yeah. her the moon tea to get rid of the baby. Yeah. And she goes and she smacks an egg on and tells him that he's no son of hers mm-hmm. and realizes what a piece of crap he is. And then has that dinner with Rhaenyra where it's like, I think she is kind of like, okay, I, I am on board with Rhaenyra should be who you know, gets the throne and when Viserys passes away. And then you see this thing with her and Viserys where she confuses his dying words as Aegon our son should be on the throne. Yeah. And it would be interesting to see how that whole thing played out if that didn't happen. Would she would Alison have agreed with Otto and let that happen? Would they have overruled her and did it anyway? Um well, we'll never know, but it would be interesting to see how Allison handled it if if that misunderstanding didn't happen.
1: It would be cool, kind of like a, a multiverse kind of thing. Yeah, but of that version, I think I think Allison would have respected it. And then if you bring Raynerov to King's Landing, they would have had to have done. And she brings all these dragons. Like I don't know if Otto would have been able to make that happen, but. In Game of Thrones, if you have enough willpower, it seems like you can make a lot happen. Uh
0: yeah, like Peter Baelish who started off with nothing and somehow rose to uh be everything. Yeah, master of Whispers.
1: That slimy asshole. He was not he was so good though at the same time, but
0: Yeah, he was great, but he was the worst. I hate he Really it.
1: was. He really was. Hated Littlefinger. I did too. When he died I forgot how he died, but when he did it was just like Great.
0: Uh, yeah. Aria, Aria kills him. and <laughs> Yes. Pound.
1: That's right. That's why I was like screaming at the TV. But
0: Damon is like the Aria of House the Dragon because she gets all the cool kills. She gets all like a bunch of the one liners. And that's, I feel like that's Damon in this one.
1: I can see that. Uh, I know you had brought it up, but we digressed about Damien. Damien. Oh my God. Damon going into that cave and singing in High Valerian. To the dragon. So this is an un because he said we have how many drag ten dragons or I forgot what the number was, but he said three or four of them are untamed or unassigned, unclaimed.
0: unclaimed,
1: unclaimed. And yeah. it, I, I presume one that one that he went to was the unclaimed dragon.
0: Yes. So he's okay. he's trying to find. So at. Dragonstone, there are dragons. And also, I don't know if they ever say this in the show, but when dragons are on Dragonstone, they uh, grow faster because that's like... Oh, okay. So there's dragons on Dragonstone. Um, and I think they also lay more eggs if they're on Dragonstone. But okay. There are at least, there'll be at least three dragons that are not claimed by anybody that may or may not get riders. And- mm-hmm. So you also have to consider, is, without giving explorers spoilers away, you also have to consider that you have to be Valerian or Targaryen to ride a dragon. So it's like, where are they going to find more of these people to ride these dragons, right?
1: I would love one, by the way. I mean, we, we yeah. finally got all the dragons. Remember, I was bitching at the beginning of the season. I'm like, where are the dragons? I mean, yeah. hello. <laughs> but <laughs> they're so cool. I love how they've designed them overall. As, as a kid, I loved dragons growing up. Yeah. Um, I loved having like books on them and it's so neat to see it. Have you ever thought about what you would name your dragon?
0: Oh man, I have not because full disclosure, <laughs> I have always been Team Stark. So Me too. <laughs> uh my kids even know this. I love wolves. So like the thing mm-hmm. was always, would you rather have a dragon or a wolf? And I'm like, give me a dire wolf, dude. Like I would take a dire wolf over a dragon, but then now I'm watching this and I'm like, I don't know, look at all the power you have when you have a dragon. Yeah,
1: He's, They're not wrong. I mean, you're very, you are powerful with, I and mean, especially if you have uh, Vagar, right? I mean, yes. look at this girl. She's huge <laughs> compared, but I mean, ghost is badass. So, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. They're both creatures, so it's amazing. But I thought about that on Sunday. I go, what would I name my dragon? I still can't come up with a name, but maybe one day I'll come up with something.
0: What's your favorite what? dragon's name from the show? If you oh have, God. if there's Vhagar, that that's uh, Aemons. You've got Caraxes, which is uh, Damon's. I think Cyrax is Rhaenyra's. Maelies is Rhaenys. Um, Sunfire we haven't seen Sunfire yet Sunfire is what it's supposed to be the most mm. beautiful dragon in the world that's Aegon's dragon we haven't seen it yet
1: okay that'll be exciting to see
0: <laughs> is that all of them I think that's all of them I don't know Maybe
1: So none of those names really pop up Vagar sounds pretty good because it sounds powerful yeah so that one sounds good to me
0: <laughs> can we agree that Damon has the ugliest dragon
1: yeah yeah in the I book thought, nickname
0: is the red worm because it looks like a worm with wings
1: yeah it has the unusually long neck i think is what i read online too it's like oh yeah um exactly. i did like luke's dragon because it was all little and cute i mean <laughs> damn it
0: <laughs> no, that's true the little guy.
1: thing but Vagar is not she's kind of ugly sorry girlfriend but you're a little ugly
0: She's definitely beat up. Like you can, yeah. I liked how whenever they showed Amon claiming her that like, you could see like the scars on her and yeah. she had like all the, like the melted rope, like burnt into her scales. I thought that was cool.
1: Do we know how old they can get? Have they ever discussed that in the books or anything they, like
0: new, but I forget. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm wondering how long they last and how long does it take for them to hatch? That's the other question I always. Some of them
0: never hatch, so there's a lot of eggs right. that never hatch, which you see. Uh, that's how Danny in Game of Thrones ends up with her three dragons because somebody right. stole three dragon eggs and mm-hmm. them uh, to Pentos and sold them for money. Yeah, and those are the three dragons' eggs that Danny ends up with, but some of them like never hatch, like uh, Bela, mm-hmm. Lena, and Damon's daughter. She's always yeah. carrying around that egg that never that hasn't hatched.
1: That hasn't hatched. Yeah, so I just uh, wonder how long hmm. we'll have to sure look know. this up
0: well <laughs> obviously the older they are the bigger they are and, and yeah so it's actually better like what Eamon did he claims an older dragon so he has a more powerful dragon which Otto, well that's why it was so gross to see but Otto was so excited he's like the boy lost an eye but gained a dragon
1: i know i was like oh fuck you
0: but, yeah i mean in his defense like that's that is the dragon to have if you're gonna that have is it because it's yeah it's,
1: but even that was messed up because it wasn't his to take; it was for Lena's daughters, or one of them. And this asshole just came and you know stole That's it. True. I
0: That's mean, he true. just
1: keeps racking up the numbers of unlikability. <laughs> I mean,
0: uh, shit. <laughs> but there's no guarantee that that Vagar would have let the little girl take him, right?
1: That's true. That's true. That that dragon needs somebody, probably like Amon or Damon, very strong-willed and. I mean, even then, it looks like when you think you have control, they could still have a mind of their own and do whatever they want.
0: Yes, which again, That's scary. Because I think if Viserys had a dragon and it died, and he had no want for another one, if I remember correctly,
1: it it sounds familiar. When you had mentioned it earlier, like how you think you're in control, but it's really them. Mm-hmm. Then that that makes sense. So they're kind of scary. So maybe I would take a wolf, but. You They're know, scary too. Yeah, they are.
0: <laughs> like how, but they, they don't uh, seem
1: aggressive towards the owner, from what right. I've gathered.
0: The cool thing, watch why I've always said this, which the the show did not do a good job of this, but I feel like it's George R. R. Martin's fault because he never wrote it where where it was headed. He never because he, again he hasn't finished the book, so it's like where headed. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's
0: frustrating. But in the books, that if you have a dire wolf it can, you know, warging, warging is, have you ever heard of this in the show?
1: I've heard of it, but I don't remember what well, it is. Bran
0: could do it in the show. Bran was the only oh. one.
1: I think, they mm-hmm. could do it.
0: So when he was like asleep, he could go into and basically control his direwolf.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: But I believe John could also do it with ghosts. He just couldn't figure out how to control it, but it had just started happening. Um, Cause they'll like wake up and they'll like taste blood in their mouth from where the wolf went out and ate
1: and ate. Yeah.
0: Yes. But so that was why I always liked the wolves because I thought that would be cool to have that ability to like kind of go stealth mode with the wolf. But he, then you see like Nymeria at the end of game of Thrones. That was uh Arya's wolf that yeah. got rid of because they were going to kill it. And then it comes back and it's just humongous.
1: Huge. Yes. Yeah yes so great dude in the he book so they're
0: cool. they're huge i think they had an issue with cgi making these wolves
1: yeah because when they showed her and how big she was compared i think she might have been even bigger than ghost i didn't really see like interpret how big the dire wolf is because mm-hmm. honestly they just look like a husky yes a little bit bigger but they didn't seem as big as when they showed her unless because she was out in the wild i don't know if that made it different versus being with a companion i don't know if that has any lore mythology that adds to it
0: i don't remember that but it makes sense but yeah miri yeah. was definitely bigger than ghost was um yeah plus they're geez, i mean
1: they're cute they are
0: they're <laughs> they like definitely a big dog. are
1: i do love um so remember when the show started i told you i wasn't too sure how i felt about them using the theme the same theme opening Um, the theme music from Game of Thrones. Now I really do appreciate that they use it. And I love when they've brought up, oh, House Stark, House Baratheon, even Lannister, because it's, you know, it's familiar. It's not the same characters, obviously, but it's so cool to hear that they are still existing within the same universe, same realm. Right. And it's just a different generation. And it's so anytime I hear Stark, it's like, oh, the Starks are here because they were my favorite in right. in Game of Thrones. So it's, I don't know, when they came in for, I think it was Rhaenyra's, uh when they were naming her heir and they said, oh, I forgot what Stark it was. I was like, oh, they're there. That's <laughs> so exciting.
0: <laughs> I was just waiting for the direwolves to show up though because I was like, okay, there's dragons. There's got to be direwolves, right? Like when is this direwolf going to show up? And it, I, I'm hoping next season maybe we'll see some direwolves. They don't talk about it in the book, but...
1: Um, I think they should throw it in there for fans.
0: <laughs> I agree. Like, yeah. Look at it like, so on my sure? I think this is the actual, the shield, but uh, yeah. So you've got the Targaryen dragons, the how uh, Stark direwolves, the stag for Baratheon, mm-hmm. and then the Lannister lion. I'm like, man, that would suck to have the deer to be like, the stag is your house sigil. Like
1: they're cool. I mean, but compared to a dragon or, or a, a direwolf, I mean, or I mean the lion? dragon pretty much trumps. Yeah. Or even the lion, yeah. Cuz about the Kraken
0: from House Greyjoy?
1: Oh well, that's true too. That's pretty powerful. But I don't like the Greyjoy, so they're mm.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm they're not really unlikable people, right?
1: They were. Well, even the sister, I don't remember her name, but I didn't like her either. They were just they were always the storyline I did not care for. Yeah. When when it came on, I was it only when Ramsey was torturing the poor guy because it was interesting. And I mean, you got to see how bad Ramsey is, but yeah. anytime they were in, um, like a side story with them, like, Oh, great. Here we go. We're going to spend 15 minutes on these people.
0: <laughs> I liked his sister. I forget her name. Yara, Yara Greyjoy. Yara, That's right. Um, Dion, I couldn't stand him. I get, they yeah. try to do the whole, you know, he'd sacrifice Redemption. himself for, yeah, brand but um one other thing so the cat's paw dagger is what uh viserys carries around all the time that's what he's okay. the fire that's what has the, the prophecy, the on prophecy. It. it's the dagger that allison steals and tries to cut out you know one of rhaenyra's kids eyes with and she cuts rhaenyra with it aegon has it now okay it's also the same dagger from game of thrones that do you remember the assassin from the first the first episode of Game of Thrones comes and tries to kill Brand while he's sleeping so he can't tell who pushed him out the window. Yeah, and he has the cat's paw dagger. Mm. That, is that dagger it was originally B- Peter Baelish's, but Tyrion won it from him in a gambling.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Aria Arya ends up with it.
1: Okay, that's what she kills going. The
0: Night King with.
1: All right, so. I don't know. Do you like Marvel? I'm a
0: DC, as you can see from all my Batman stuff and Joker stuff back here. Well, I don't know if you can see that far, but
1: I can. I can see the Batman. I love Batman too. But yeah. so this is kind of like an Infinity Stone that we're kind of tracing now. Like interesting. I didn't catch that. So this is where this is so much fun. Like now <laughs> we're connecting all these dots and yes. lineage and. Now it's the dagger too. That's ultimately going to kill the night King.
0: The other, which that is the (laughs) prophecy, right? I don't, did the show go into Aegon's prophecy? Did, did, did it do that?
1: Not not in detail. I mean, I think he only brought it up when he was dying or maybe once to her when she was in her, in the young stage, but it didn't feel like they went into detail, but I'd have to give the show another watch, which I think it deserves just to Ah. see what you miss. Yeah. from the show point of view, show's point of view
0: so the also do you have you have hbo max is that how you watch this show yeah so if you yeah. look whenever you go to the house of dragon and you click on it it has the big picture and it. it's rhaenyra allison and the dragon head is behind them with the eye behind in the middle of them yeah cats, Paul, dagger, that's what i see the cat's paw dagger is the dragon's eye what yeah look between their heads it's the cat's paw dagger in between them it's his eye it's like the slit oh, of a shit dragon's eye
1: okay Something I'll look, look it up, up. <laughs> <laughs> you see that's what makes this stuff fun it's the details i did see in you on youtube today i don't know if you saw it but apparently when damon went to s- was singing to that dragon apparently if you look when they do the close-up of the dragon's eye, you can see Damon reaching out to touch the dragon is what YouTube said. Yeah, so now, of course, I want to go and see because they did focus on the dragon's eye and you see something moving. I just thought it was lighting. Yeah. To be honest. But when they zoom in on YouTube, you can kind of see that it's um, Damon kind of stretching out his hand to touch the dragon so hinting that he's going to claim the dragon even though he has one already so it would be two hmm. i don't think
0: i don't that's interesting i don't know if you
1: can claim two dragons well that's the the whole issue <laughs>
0: intriguing
1: so. Mm-hmm. that's why you gotta that's why i love going on youtube youtube rabbit holes <laughs> i'm trying to remember who
0: takes that dragon i can't remember what who draw who rides it but that's a big dragon as well. There's one dragon it looks big. There's one dragon called um uh cannibal. And it's like an unclaimable dragon and it like just the people are deathly afraid of it. It's dry it like hides for a long periods of time and then shows up and eats a bunch of people's sheep.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: but then now maybe that's sheep stealer. There's another one they call it, I think his is sheep stealer. He also steals sheep, but anyway. <laughs> Where do you... Th- we're going to wrap it up here. Sima. Where do you think... Or I, I know where the show is headed, but what are your <laughs> predictions for season two?
1: Uh, so we're going to go to war. We know that. I'm wondering if alliances are going to stay true. Like, is Rhaeny's going to stay behind Rhaenyra? I don't know. I still feel like she's a little rocky for some reason. So I'm kind of like watching her I'm wondering with Luke dying is Jace because I think that's how they nickname him is he gonna try and go and get revenge on the kid on the brother with Amon? is that gonna cause another fight more death with within the children um and I just I think Aegon is gonna stay king and Rainer is gonna still be fighting for this until season four at this point because I just typical King La- King's Landing and Game of Thrones. I just think ultimately Aemon is gonna still be Aemon? Aegon? I'm so lost now. <laughs> Aegon?
0: Aegon is the king. Aemon is his brother.
1: Jesus. Okay. That Aegon is gonna stay there until he I'm wondering if Aemon is gonna kill him. That's my other theory because I can see him like Killing this guy because he wants to be the next in line. He wants to be the king, and he is probably more suited than Aegon. And -hmm. I could see him trying to kill him. I I almost thought he was going to when he found him. Yes, I go. Oh, he's going to kill this guy, and he's going to bring him here, Mom. He's dead. I'm next, so I'm the king.
0: May not be a bad idea for him, but
1: so I thought about that too. I mean. I mean, all bets are off on this show. Nobody has any alliance to anyone. Nobody's loyal. And even if you're brothers, you can kill each other. So that's why I don't put it (gasps) past them. Yep. (laughs) That he's like, well, you suck. Let's kill you and I'll be the king. I did think about that. Um, I'm wondering if Damon's hotheadedness will get him killed sooner rather than later, which is disappointing. I hope not, but... I'm wondering that too. Mm, that's it for now.
0: <laughs> Those are all of the uh, thoughts for season two. Mm. There's uh, I, there's gonna be a lot of shocking stuff that happens in season two. I think this thing's gonna go three or four seasons probably. So I have a pretty good idea of what yeah. we're gonna see next season. And it's it's again, season one did a great job of setting the tone and giving us character building and i think in season two we're gonna see how horrible these characters can really be to one another um and it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch
1: (laughs) that's what i mean because these kids hate each other so much now or when they were younger and now they're i guess they're i mean do we know the age i don't really know what their ages are i'm assuming young adults at this point
0: they're supposed to be younger than they are I think, but I I, okay. I think on the sh- the show creator said s- between 17 and 21, which if you do the math okay. it makes sense, but
1: but we'll go with it I guess. Yeah. But okay, so you know, they hate each other so much I'm I'm waiting to see more of that fighting. I mean, the eye was just the beginning yeah, of right. I mean, now we have one of them dead, so what else is going to happen? You know, there's a lot of uh, civil war as you said that's going to be very fun to watch and politics. <laughs> because- and we didn't
0: even get into that, but yes, the politics on this show are fantastic. I think that, um, we're going to see probably a lot more of that, especially with Rhaenyra and Damon together. I'm interested to see how those two, uh, work together and collaborate. But yeah, you I mean, we, Game of Thrones was excellent for it because you had the fantasy elements, you had the politicking and then you yeah. had um the, again, like the dragons and even just the characters. I feel like they had a lot of likable characters, Danny, Jon Snow, Arya, mm-hmm. Arya etc. But uh, even Jamie Lannister, you know, and, and that's yeah, one yeah. thing that we have to keep in mind that Game of Thrones did so well is there were characters that we could not stand and hated. Yep. And then by the end of the season, we like Jamie Lannister. I think what I would, have to think was a lot of people's favorite character
1: yeah he really shocked me because I hated him and then ended up loving him and right. I didn't expect that especially because he is a Lannister and they come with that you know reputation
0: yep exactly <laughs> but except
1: for um, him and Tyrion yeah T- so. I think his
0: love for Tyrion is what made a lot of people really uh flip for for Jamie because you saw yeah. that because you know, Cersei was just so bad, but
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm mean, a bummer. We got to wait two years. Hopefully not. I'm thinking they can get filming done by end of next summer and then release the episodes. Cause they release them weekly. Right. So come on, if I can edit these podcasts, this fast, <laughs> they can edit a dragon, a into- dragon. Oh, it's basically, they should
1: the- have that pre pre rendered or pre whatever at this point. Right. <laughs> I
0: agree. They should.
1: Sheesh. Come on. Remodeled. They got this. They'll finish. I think they'll release it next year.
0: I hope so. I really do. But, <laughs> me
1: too. Um, thanks for hanging out
0: with me. I'm glad you agreed to do this. This was a lot of fun.
1: Yes, it was. Anytime. Thanks for inviting me.
0: I hope that uh, when season two does come out, we can do more of these. That'd be a blast. That I gosh, could you imagine sitting down after every episode and talking about it? I'd be down. Since your coworkers don't let, don't watch, so.
1: That- That's why I'm saying I am so down because then I have somebody to talk to and really get into it. Because then it's also fun to get into it. If somebody's not getting into it, it's like, "Eh, all right, never mind. (laughs) I
0: agree. There, you can tell you're just annoying them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of embarrassing. It's like, all right, fine. Dude, funny story.
0: Funny story. And then we'll we'll plug the horror cafe and we'll wrap it up. So we had our annual Halloween party this year. It was Saturday. Nice. The whole group of people we set tables up out back. So there's a whole group of people sitting around this one table laughing about something. And they were talking about a show. I could tell they were talking about a show or a movie or something. And I walk Mm -hmm. up and they like all look at me and I was like, Are we talking about House of the Dragon? And they all just like set their forks down and roll their eyes and they're like, No, Josh, I'm (laughs) kidding. They're like Oh my
1: god. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: So that's what I'm dealing with. So thank Uh, thank you for giving me uh, this episode. So
1: I'm down. I'm so down. I am. (laughs) And so where can I
0: will put uh, links and episode uh, stuff in the show notes so people can find you? But uh, where can people find the Horror Cafe?
1: Oh, awesome! Yes, we are on all major podcasting platforms and on socials. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Horror Cafe podcast and our website, horrorcafepodcast.com. Hit us up. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. Check us out. Do you have anything coming up for November, or December you want to plug
1: episode wise? Um, So, December, we're doing tech November, tech horror. So, that's when we do like, you know, the computer horror. Ooh. I really love that. It's, it's an, I really like that whole. You know, like host and technology being evil because I think it can be.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. Listen to me get drunk on cocktails episodes to go down that rabbit hole. No, but I think technology.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I love that. So that's going to be our our month because we like to theme our month. And then December, we're actually doing like classic horror movies, like '80s old school. Okay not so popular, we we like to choose things that are not so popular just to you know talk about something different. So that's what's going on so far.
0: Very cool. I'll tune I'm a download whore. so I like to do all the popular movies that especially stuff that's out now that I can get a lot of clicks on. So I'm like, hey, eh, let's just do all the stuff everybody's talking about. So I commend you. Elm Street makes fun of me all the time because they they do stuff like that too, kind of off the rail stuff. and I'm like, I don't know, I'll just do scream again.
1: <laughs> but I get it. I mean, because obviously it, it's less clicks when it's not a popular movie. But I mean, we just like to do it because it's you know something different, and we like to talk about random movies that we like or don't like. It's actually, I think I've mentioned this in cocktails. It's so fun to do a movie you don't like, because because it's so fun to rip it apart or laugh at it um, versus liking it, but. I like doing popular movies too. And that's why we try to do that other, the 13 minute to try to keep up with what's out so that we can get more clicks that way (laughs) and stay up to date, you know?
0: Yeah. Plus it gives you guys the flexibility to talk about relevant stuff that's happening now. Cause I'm sure like us, you guys record in advance. So it's kind of hard uh, if something happens or something breaks on the internet to, to get something out and give your opinion on it. So no, I, I really dig those, those Tuesday episodes you guys do
1: thank you yeah we like them too because there's no outline (laughs) so we just run with it
0: well we just did this one for an hour and 40 minutes with no outline so i i don't know we got it down
1: the secret that's the secret don't have an outline because sometimes when you're looking at this paper right you just get all freaked out in your mind and it's not as freeing as just talking it out
0: I agree. Well, thank you for hanging out with me and we have got to do it
1: again. I'm down anytime. You know where I'm at.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Well,
1: in that case, we're out of here. Bye.